Good evening, everybody. It's me, the Oklahoma. I'm back after a week uh, hiatus. I felt like shit last week. It was probably COVID. It was probably Delta. It was probably just because it's that time of the year and everybody's going to be getting sick. But, you know, according to mainstream media, everything is COVID now. No no other disease ever exists existed before it or after it. It's just going to be COVID from here on out. Um, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I do feel a lot better. Uh, thank you for all that did check in upon me. Uh, it's been it's been an interesting week. A lot has happened. Um, also, I mean, full disclosure, I also didn't have a guest last week, so me feeling like shit kind of worked out. Uh, but anyways, no, a lot of shit has happened within the last week, and a lot of shit has even happened today. So I know we're going to be going over quite a bit. Um, I did bring on one of my uh, guests that I had not too long ago. It went really well. Everyone seemed to like him. Fuck y'all. I thought y'all liked me. You only liked him. But... It's cool. I love him. Um, Before I bring him on, let's go do some of these ad reads. I'm only putting up Jack Casey's book first on this because he finally heard me. He finally sent me the friend request. So here is Jack Casey's third edition in the Royal Green, crowned by gold. Even though he sent me a friend request, no, I have not read it, nor will I do plan on reading it unless you want to come to my house in Oklahoma and physically read it to me while I try to go to sleep. Jack Casey, that's an offer. Uh, we could probably start you a GoFundMe to get all the way out here to Oklahoma. The Libertarian Party for the Veterans. Uh, I love seeing these guys, what they're doing. They've been in the service and they get out and they see the stuff that's happening on the inside. Um, they're here to help veterans more than the actual government is. Um, they actually know how volunteerism works. They understand that what individual rights are. They know that the system is being is lying to us day in and day out. So if you haven't already looked them up on Facebook or Twitter, please go check out the Libertarian Party uh, for the Veteran Caucus. Uh, I love those guys. Please go check them out. The Alaskan Raven. I have actually seen some dope memes on this page uh, in the last two weeks. Some of them are pretty uh, pretty deep, and I love it. So if you haven't already checked out the Alaskan Raven for all your shit posting memes, please. Go check them out. Give them a like. Give them a follow. Please, if you have not already found us, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and YouTube. Give us, uh, if you find us on Facebook, like, subscribe, hit the little bell. That way you're notified when we are going live. And, I mean, you get to see all of us Monday through Thursday, I believe. And the greasy porcupine for all all your automotive needs. This is what volunteerism actually looks like. You pay for what you think the work is worth. Great. This is what I, I believe all business. God damn it. Bootleg. Fix the damn timer on that. This is how volunteerism works. Uh, I think every company should look into doing something like this. Pay for what you think what any work is for. And I mean, hell, it's how individuals get by. Okay. I'm not clicking that anymore. And I'm clicking off of that too. Where the fuck is it at? There it is. All right. So before I bring on the my guest, I'll just fuck it. I'm just gonna let him do his introduction. Please welcome my boy Kenneth, the one I like to call the tactical Sasquatch from the north. I feel like I had a good ring to it. Thank you. Well, um, yeah, I'm back. Uh, because I was like the first person to comment, like, pick me. But uh, yeah. Actually, I mean, in full, full disclosure, I 
I have, I actually need to start getting a book or like a little sticky note because I mean it's it's not that long of a list, but as soon as I start, the more I get into my episodes, the more people start like wanting to get involved, and I almost start losing track. So I need to start keeping a notebook of like and start planning people out like weeks in weeks ahead because I I gotta quit doing this whole last minute thing. Because I'm going to fuck myself over one of these days. I, I low-key fucked myself over uh, last week. <laughs> well, that's why I'm, I'm on the fence about starting one myself. Just because I've already got ways to reach the public. Um, and I don't know. I, I I do stream games, but it's such a pain in the ass sometimes to set up. So, Are you on Twitch? Yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, you what, wanna, games are wanna, you, what games are you streaming? Uh, I mostly play Arma 3. Um, I pretty much only play Arma 3, which uh, is a is like a combat simulator. Um, but I don't ever I haven't done it in months just because it's it's really hard to get the game to work to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's 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 awful. Like the big the hardest part of, about it is getting it to like start. And then when I take away, you know, some of my CPU and my bandwidth because I'm streaming as well, it's it gets really really touchy. I've got kick-ass internet too, so it just you know, um, if you want to watch me play video games, the best way is to just come to my house and you can pull a chair up like right there, and you can watch me play games for hours. If I so, come to your house, I'm not coming to watch. I'm not coming to watch you play video games. What are you coming to do, big guy? For legal reasons, that's classified. Okay, but <laughs> um, what what do you want to talk about today, Nick? Because I'm super excited to talk about some stuff we talked about. Well, I know one of the things I want to talk about is something that uh, you actually had to experience not that long ago. Like you, you just recently got all of your guns back from the police department, right? I did. So, so what ha- what all happened with that exactly? Like what what possessed them, or like what happened them to confiscate? So, I your typically stuff? keep. I'll tell you. Um, just I typically keep um, like my personal stuff kind of kind of private, right? Like. With you guys, you guys like you actually know some of like what's going on with me. We've talked about a little bit, like my personal, you know, because we're personal friends outside of this. At least I like yeah. to think of us like that. I don't know about you, but um, it depends on the day. Yeah. So the long and short of it is, man, my stepfather and I got into an altercation. Um, it was just we're both stressed out. It was right before Christmas. Uh, Mom was pretty sick at the time. And he and I went all over the house, you know, fuck you, motherfucker. Never got physical. In the state of Arkansas, if you uh, tell someone, you know, if you if you basically raise your voice at someone, right, um, mm-hmm. that's an assault. So, which I've, I'm not aware of that being law anywhere else in the country. Uh, but <clears throat> we got into a little verbal altercation. Uh, my mom freaked out and called the cops. Uh, I took off was headed to a buddy's house and stopped the gas station for cigarettes. Cop car got in behind me. Guy got out with his AR, took me to jail, and then went by the house and got all my guns. Um, and then they ended up throwing that out uh, a few months ago. They just tossed it um, just because there's no evidence. My stepdad didn't want to, you know, didn't want to pursue that. He's not mad at me. I just saw him the other day. We hung out, you know, um, and then uh, by then my mom had passed away. So there was, you know, the person who called isn't really here to talk about this either. You don't really have anything to hold me on. And it was dumb. We just lost our tempers at each other. You know, I mean, I'm a human. Um, I love my stepdad to death. He's a great guy. Uh, he did a great job being being dad for us kids. 
Um, mm -hmm. But we just, you know, two grown men got angry at each other, and the state of Arkansas criminalizes that. So, uh, but yeah, um, they ended up, I, a few weeks ago, got my release form to go pick my property up from the PD down there, and uh, I went down there and picked everything up and, you know, hung around with my, uh, some of my other kin folks for a few days and then came on back. So now I have to show you the cool stuff that they took that I got back. Did they take your FAO? No, no, uh, no. Uh, the foul was sold to someone up here. Uh, so I, I sold the foul when COVID hit and I lost my job. Um, cause uh -huh. it was either that or the SP one. And I wasn't really, I didn't really want to get rid of my SP1. It was my only AR at the time. I figured the more practical choice is to keep that one, you know. Um, so it got sold to a, a pawn and gun place I used to work at. And then a while back, I was looking through Montana Gun Trader and found the guy that I guess bought it from them. And I was like, hey, dude, that's my gun. Give me. And I fucking bought it back from him. So they didn't get the foul. Um, they got... My polymer 80 uh, that I, I built a few years ago, they got my SP1. Oops. Oops. Yeah, my, I knocked the other rifle over. It was laying up against. They got my SP1, and they also got my 1918 like military surplus Colt 1911. And the ass Mosin, which I wish I had with me right now to show you, it is the worst, not only the worst gun, but the worst item I've ever owned. Um, uh -huh. It is a, a significantly modified Mosin the Gaunt, and it is awful. And I made it worse. Like the barrel, I wrote alcohol was involved. I wrote rectal use only on the barrel. Uh, it actually says on the stock just below the receiver, it says, uh, if you were confiscating this rifle, eat my ass. So I, I was tempted before all this happened to just like drive through like a bad part of town and like hook it out the window and see what happened. But, you know, that probably would have ended with trouble for me. Um, but, you know, let you natural know, selection take, take its course. Right. Just, you know, someone's going to get it. It may end up in police custody at some point and they'll see what I wrote on the receiver prior, you know, um, or it might end up in somebody's ass. It might, and either I think are equally possible, and they're not mutually exclusive. It may end up in police custody because it ended up in someone's ass. It may end up in someone's ass because it was in police custody, just knowing the department in that town. So the possibilities are endless. It, yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I got all my oh, stuff my back. Uh, I'm not potentially going to. I was never potentially going to jail. This was just, you know. Uh, me and my stepdad being dumb assholes and getting mad at each other right before the holidays. Um, we're on good terms now. I got all my guns back. He actually invited me to the range and I was like, yo, uh, my car broke. I can't make it. And, um, so Wait a minute, you broke the Jaguar. You broke. Uh, the yeah. Jag? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, God damn it. it. I fixed it, but it, uh, it was like 110 bucks for the part, which is it's a little manifold in the upper radiator hose. It just, it's split. It's a cheap automotive plastic that they, for some reason, decided, fuck using brass on a $75,000 car. Let's just use, like, army man plastic that breaks if you look at it too hard, you know? And um, <laughs> so I had to buy the whole new, like, assembly. And um, I was running an errand in Houston when it got to my uncle's place a few weeks ago. So I, uh, I wasn't there. 
he just fixed the car while I was gone. I felt really bad, but uh, yeah. So that's what's uh, that's what's up with me lately, dude. Um, good things, you know, good stuff, but not like anything too crazy. I didn't find a million dollars at a drug deal gone wrong. I'm not getting chased across the country by Antoine Chigurh. Well, I mean, the days are still young, so that this, that last option could still happen. I mean, we've still got a lot of yeah, we've got a lot of hours left today that could happen. I mean, yeah. You know, hell, the, the only the only, I guess, new thing with me and it, I consulted with you about it was before I went and bought that uh, that Glock nineteen uh, mm-hmm. Gen four, which uh, I got that for a, for a damn good steal for because I looked into it and I guess everything that I got with that gun would have been way more expensive than what I actually if I would have bought it in store aside from the guy that was selling it, so. Th- I appreciate that because that is a damn good gun. I haven't gotten to fire it yet. I haven't had the time to go try it out, but it is. I remember you, you the last time you were on, you had said anyone that's going to own a firearm, you need an AR and a Glock 19. Yep. So now I have both. I've come full. I've come full kin circle in the in the slow firearm department. Oh yeah. I'm still building mine. I don't have half the shit that you have, but. I mean, it's a process. I'm just, I'm good at finding deals, dude. And like this stuff has taken me years to accumulate. Like this shotgun mm. back here, that's a family heirloom. I mean, that was my granddad's. Uh, ironically, with what I believe in, you know, this thing pretty much always goes with me when it's in my possession and not loaned to like a cousin or something because I don't duck hunt or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But <clears throat> this thing goes with me to every like protest, disaster relief, whatever. Um, I always bring a 12 gauge shotgun and it's not really, I don't really intend to use it as a weapon. Uh, no, if I had to, sure. Um, you know, a 12 gauge is very effective against one or two people. You know, if I had yeah. to defend myself with it, I'm more than confident, but I'd rather have an AR or a foul. I'd honestly rather have like a Glock 19 even or something uh, just because 17 beats six. So um, I, I use that thing in two ways, um, primarily as a flare launcher. If I don't have radio up with like emergency services, so I can't get a hold of, uh, you know, EMS, I may not have cell service. I may not have my phone on me, um, mm-hmm. due to the nature of the environment, you know, um, cell towers go down. My phone may be dead. There's no power for me to charge it. Um, and I'm nowhere near my truck or, or like a generator. Well, if I need someone to get here with an ambulance or, or something in a hurry, if I put a flare in that thing and punch that fucker up in the middle of town, you know, like in Lake Charles last year, I didn't use the flares, but they were using flares for this purpose. Um, that's going to get someone there. Uh, and, you know, it's also like a super felony to use a, to misuse a flare. So, like, if you have them, maybe don't play with them. But if you have to use one, someone's going to fucking show up or they're going to try to. Um, the other way I use it is, is as an extrication tool. Um, now, I'm not a cop. I don't, at this time, have any reason to be blowing doors. Uh, but there was, again, another group I worked with down there in 2020 that had to actually breach someone's front door because she was trapped mm-hmm. by water and the front door was locked. So um, it's the, the thing with breaching rounds is the only difference in a breaching slug and like a common 12-gauge slug is that one is frangible. Uh, which means it's not going to pose as much of a hazard to someone on the other side of the door. 
those are hard to find. I believe they're a controlled item and it's not really worth it to me to spend the money. I can just be careful. So if I have to blow a door off, use the same technique you would use with a breaching slug, it'll punch right through the lock. If you put it in the right spot and you can just kind of push the door open on the hinges. Um, so I always bring a shotgun, but I don't really ever use it as like a, a defensive tool or as a weapon. Um, on top of that, it's fucking heavy. And I don't want to, like, if I don't really want to huck that thing around, I'd rather tie it to my rucksack or something where I'm not going to notice it and just, you know, so. So I, I guess I didn't know about the whole, if you mis- misuse a flare, it is considered a felony. So that's good to know because I didn't know that. I don't have any flares, but for future reference. So it, the likelihood of really being charged with it is probably low because it happens relatively often because most people that use flares are like boaters. What do you do on a boat? You drink. So a bunch of people are getting drunk and effing off with a flare gun. You, there's, it's, I find it very unreason, un- unrealistic for any of them to ever be charged for doing that. But like mm-hmm. if using a flare to uh, cause basically a false alarm uh, is like a third degree felony in Louisiana. Um, so, and as well, you think, you know, it's a lot of coastline there, a lot of boating. If, I'm dicking around with a flare and I punch that thing off and they, they have to devote all these resources to come and rescuing me when in actuality, I'm just being stupid with a flare gun. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I tell everyone you should also own a 12 gauge shotgun, but that's more so as a utility thing. Um, I have hunted deer with uh, deer. No, I've never hunted a deer with a 45, but I've hunted rabbits with a 45 and yeah, you can eat it, but it's got this big ass hole in it that I've got to eat around and bits of jacket in there. I'd rather just pick out birdshot and well, that just know. adds extra flavor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of mineral. You want to, it's like a mineral lick, but, um, I also, I mean, you know what I've been thinking about is like, everyone wants to run like a plate carrier. Like most of our guys we see, cause you know, they're mostly like an urban environment and most well, I mean, of the that's, top, what I, that's what I run. I, I have a plate. Yeah. That's what I run as a plate carrier. Yeah, I've, I've got one right here. I just, um, I live in a very sparsely populated place for the, like the, the terrain's really rough going here. And mm-hmm. excuse me, oh, fucking Chipotle, man. Um, a lot of it, the elevation is so high. I'm like, I'm from the South. I was just there like a week ago. Mm. So I'll go, to, I got come up here and get acclimated and I'm okay. But like, even just walking across like a flat, like flat open field or like a gradual hiking trail in a plate carrier you'll get winded as shit up here because the, the air is so thin. Cause we're like, I forget how high we are. We're like five, 6,000 feet up. I don't know. I don't care, but it's a lot higher than, you know, East Texas. It's like 600 feet above sea level. And, um, I tell people like, man, go get a chest rig or even like an Alice belt, whatever, put them in your pocket. Like if you're not really worried about, if you're not likely to be taking small arms fire, you know, do yourself a favor because like you you might get shot yeah but you will absolutely get exhausted you know so it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword yeah i mean you take the risk of if you if you like say okay let's, let's we'll speak we'll talk on chess rigs so mm-hmm. if you're running strictly a chess rig i mean yeah you take this possibility of getting shot with no <clears throat> protection on your vital on your vital organs vital areas but on the hindsight, depending, like you said, it's going to depend on the location and terrain you're running, like if, where you're running through. If you, you'd have more stamina, 
and you'll be able to catch your breath with less gear. I mean, that's any gear to to even mm-hmm. to begin with. But if you run a plate carrier, and it also depends on what plates you're going to run, because if you run steel plates, which you and I've already seen, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't agree with steel plates. I know where that goes. I'm not a steel plate person. <laughs> They're heavy. I don't. Also, I don't want to see vibration in my eyes when I'm trying to shoot. But I, my thing is the weight. So I mean, yep. I run, uh, I run ceramic plates. Yep, me too. Um, and it's they're lighter in weight and the with the swimmers cut it's easier for mobility but at the same time they get pretty heavy i mean they get heavy so like again when you go to the whole wherever you're training at if you're in actual an actual situation or training or whatever yeah you get winded pretty bad because i mean i've done it out here I've, i've done field training with some of the guys that i know out here and i did it with no plates and just yeah. a plate carrier plate carrier in general wore me down and then again i was i'm also out of shape at the same time i'm not in the best shape as i like i once was but it it plays a factor but i i guess it's you choose choose your poison do you want to protect your vitals and possibly be winded or do you want to run the chest rig and be able to more likely get away but you take that chance of getting shot i mean it's preference right. i'm all for, i'm for either one and it's also a, you know, so in an urban environment, right? Um, mm-hmm. The the plate carrier you can get away with a little more because yeah, you might have to run. We've seen that. We're actually yeah. going to talk about that here in a minute, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's coming right. But, um, and and I'll say like the more people you're around, you know, naturally the the higher your chances of being shot are, you know. Um, at the same time, I mean, it's like, okay, I'm in, I don't know, the Beartooth Mountains, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a very jagged, steep mountain range. Every trail in that thing is like, do it's either this way or it's this way. You're like, you know, you're, you feel like you're climbing a fucking ladder. Like, what's that, the the ladder machine at the gym? I hate that fucking thing. But oh, like, yeah, the Stairmaster. Like, yeah, yeah. I, like, you feel like you're on one of those up there well there's no one here there's probably not anyone here anyone that is here that might take a shot at me is going to be taking it from pretty far away um so unless i'm up here with like the odds i'm up here with a a friggin you know competitive precision rifle shooter you know and if he does manage to hit me like what i'm saying is mad at it yeah that too i I mean i i'm not gonna fault you for being good at what you do i guess but (laughs) Um, up there, you know, in a higher elevation, rough country, I'd rather have a chest rig or like a web belt that'll distribute the load better and not add, you know, like my Alice rig empty, I think is like another five or six pounds, like a really negligible amount of weight. Whereas my carrier with front and back ceramic plates, three full magazines, radio, all my other shit on there is like 22 to 24 pounds, depending on how I'm set up for the day. And which is just basically my, how much med gear am I carrying? Cause I'm not, I'm not toting a med bag around. Like I've, I'm, I got enough to work on me. I'm not a medic. Uh, you know, if I just apply a tourniquet to the neck solves all problems, it's like a fix all. My dad is a paramedic. He told me, he told me that. Cause I asked him, uh, I, I would always like uh, quiz him on, Hey dad, what do I do if, and he finally got tired of it. He's like, if someone's hurt that bad, just put, apply a tourniquet to the neck and leave them there. And, um, but don't don't fucking apply a tourniquet to people's necks, please. Thank you. That's 
I'm, I'm joking. Full disclosure, do not go out and practice that on anybody. Yeah. I mean, with a safe word, maybe, you know, like two consenting adults can do whatever they want with a, with medical equipment in their bedroom, but like, let's be safe about this. Um, another thing that winless is not meant to be released in a hurry. So maybe let's try an alternative method here. Okay. Anyway, uh, not a real libertarian podcast, BDSM and chest rigs, but, um, it's not even hump day. Right. So, so, uh, I, I'm already, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to get into it. Uh, so we were discussing, uh, different environments of like, I guess it, it, it actually kind of ties into the whole plane carrier situation, uh, or so when, when situations pop off or whatever, depending on what it is, you're, you may not have time to grab your plane carrier, your chest, or you're pretty much going to grab your rifle. If you're like me, you already have a mag, an extra magazine or two lying right next to it. So therefore it's a quick grab and you can pretty much stuff them in your back pockets. It's a quick, quick, quick get up and go kind of deal. I say this because we are going to transition now into what we all have been following today. And that is Kyle Rittenhouse. So it was last year, right? When all this when his situation went down, correct? Yep. August 25th, 2020. Yep. Up in Kenosha. And he yep. is from, he's not from Kenosha. He's technically in a different state. He, he uh, but he worked, but he works in Kenosha, correct? Right. Worked, he's, uh, worked. Let me, let me rephrase. Just, he's, he's from just over the state line in Illinois. And I don't remember what they call that town. So I was, I was in Great Lakes up there for a little over a year. I'm pretty mm-hmm. familiar with the area, but names escape me. Like I could probably, you know, you drop me off in Waukegan and I could walk right to Kenosha where the shooting happened by memory, but I couldn't tell you street names or even like little communities because um, you go by landmark. Yeah. Um, which basically means I get on the train until it says Kenosha and then I get out and find the car dealership because <laughs> Kenosha is a little bitty town, man. It's not, it's like, it's not like a, like a small town you'd see in the South, but it's, there's not much to it. Um, right. Anyway, sorry. Tangent, squirrel. No, no, that's fine. It's, it all ties in. But mm-hmm. so we all know what happened last year in being 2020. It was 2020 was a complete shit show of a Jumanji parody. And one of the levels of Jumanji was Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha. Yep. Some people, and when I say some people, I mainly mean the left. We're getting pissed off, are still pissed off for the fact that he quote unquote crossed state lines and being underage, quote unquote, uh, quote unquote underage, owning that rifle and going in there. They they say he had the mindset of he was going to kill people right off the bat. That was what his his in game was of going in there. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw the story come out, I started to slowly believe that until I did a little bit of research. And I also got more into the movement realizing if I don't believe, okay, another tangent, even if he did cross state lines and he brought his rifle, I don't see that as an issue because I go across state lines that don't are not firearm friendly. I still bring my firearm because I'll be damned if I'm caught, going to be caught off guard. I want to have a fighting chance. He worked there. He went in, 
prime example, you've gone to, to events as such, or even disaster relief with firearms in hand for the simple fact of you may encounter something just as Kyle did. Yep. And, uh, I don't know where people are getting that. It's just a super illegal, bad thing to do to cross state lines with a firearm. I am not aware of any law, uh, except for like localized state laws, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Crossing the state line itself with a, with a rifle is not the problem. That's not illegal. Uh, no. Let's say I were in Arizona, which is like a super gun-friendly state, right? And I had a weapon that wasn't legal in the state of California. So bringing that to California under most circumstances would be illegal, um, which I'm not going to get into the circumstances in which it would be. If you're interested in that, look up the peaceable journey law. But if I were to go into California with uh, that foul, Right. If I were to take this guy to California, this thing is 100 percent fucking illegal there. Possessing this is a felony in the state of California. Um, So crossing state lines isn't the crime. It's possessing a weapon that's illegal there. Right. So Mm -hmm. in the state of Wisconsin, Cal Rittenhouse's AR was 100 percent legal. Um, Then the next issue is, oh, well, he was, you know, he was a kid. He was 17 years old. So that isn't exactly an argument against the self-defense narrative. That would probably be an argument for. Um, But to my understanding, in the state of Wisconsin, if you possess a uh, a hunting license, which he did, you can possess Mm -hmm. a rifle to your heart's content. The law doesn't doesn't go further to say, um, you know, oh, you can only possess a certain type of rifle or under certain circumstances. You can only transport a certain way. No, in the state of Wisconsin, you can possess a rifle if you're under 18, if you have a hunting license. Um, and I, I want to make a disclaimer for those of you that may not know Nick or I very well. Um, I'm not supporting Kyle Rittenhouse himself, like as an individual. I'm not defending no. him for his sake. This is because regardless of what he believes, regardless of why he was there, um, I go to protests to try to help people. And try to keep the peace because I don't trust the state to do so to keep exactly. each other. And, you know, um, I carry a gun because I'm in a situation in which someone might decide they need to hurt me because it's chaos. And almost everyone I've seen saying, oh, well, he shouldn't have blah, 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 has never been in that fucking situation before. Um, and I'm not trying to use like a an appeal to authority or, or whatever policy that might be. But when you understand these events and, and what goes on there, it's not always a war zone. And more times, more often than not, that's, 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 that's true. You know, is there's not all, it's not always violent. Um, you're not always in danger or any more danger than you would be normally going anywhere in public. Um, and I certainly do not actually carry my AR around town with me for no reason. Um, it's like, why do I want to carry another eight pounds and like have it in the way and hitting stuff, you know? And I mean, some people might get upset, which I think is dumb and I don't really care so much about that, but I'm not toting an AR around normally, but like in these situations, it's perfectly reasonable to carry a rifle, uh, to be armed. Um, well, why not a handgun? So the thing with handguns is they're not, they're not, they don't really incapacitate reliably. Um, it's not like boondock saints or something where it's easy to just, you shoot someone in the face off the and they're hip gone. and they're yeah. gone. No. And even then you could get a, you could get a hit on someone's fucking profanal lobe or even in like the little, the triangle or the T-zone, as they call it, these are all places where people suggest if you're you're trying to shoot someone to make them not be a people anymore, you shoot them there because it damages to the brain to the point that their fine motor skills and conscious thought no longer exist. Even that is unreliable with a handgun uh, just because it's there's so many factors, right? 
Um, it, what I'm saying is, in this situation, there is really no reason to limit yourself to a sidearm, which Kyle couldn't lawfully possess at all, to my understanding. Um, you carry a rifle here because you're in a situation in which the threat index is elevated. Mm -hmm. um, the risk of being hurt is a lot higher. There are a lot more potential threats to you. A lot of these potential threats are armed. Um, you're in a chaotic environment. Uh, why would you want to limit yourself to only a handgun? So that's my answer to people saying, why not just carry a sidearm because it's not as scary looking? Well, I have a gun either fucking way. What's it matter? Yeah. So, you know, as far as the, the legality of it, I'll be frank and pardon my pardon my language. I'm really trying to keep it PG-13. Um, I don't give a shit. You're, you've been on the show. There is there is no there is no rating. Well, I don't I don't want to I don't want to upset anyone. I know some people you know try to keep it a little. Their kids might be watching or whatever you know. But I don't care about the law, um, and I don't go out of my way to break the law. I try to avoid what I'm doing because I don't I don't need more grief. I've got enough, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do you know speed excessively. I'm not gonna smoke crack in front of a police officer. I, don't, I, I try to avoid the crack myself, but you know, I don't, I don't just egregiously break the law, but I care a lot more about my safety, about going home alive and about accomplishing the mission than I do the law by yeah. far because people's lives are at fucking stake here. Um, I'm a lot, I'd rather go in front of a judge for some pissant misdemeanor, whatever, you know, and know that the little, whatever fine and like a week in jail made sure all my guys got home alive, made sure that all the people like made sure that more of the people at this event were able to, uh, to, to go home that night in one piece. So the law is not really my concern at all. Now, when it comes to if he was justified in shooting or not, um, I'm a little more concerned with that because that's a gambit we may run someday. We may all run that someday. There's a chance every single person in America, if not on earth, may have to go in front of a judge and explain, I killed this person because... And it's super important that you, not you, Nick, I mean, you know, I don't care what you do, but the viewers take that away from this. Uh, what happens if this happens to me? Right. So it's not about Kyle Rittenhouse himself at all to me. No. But it there, is about what he did and the good and bad he did, the right and wrong tactically or from a practical standpoint, and less about. Was he justified in yada, 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 because he's 17 in state lines, you know what I mean? So That's actually, uh, not to just hear from what you were saying, but uh, like 4-6 uh, racing. Because uh, what, at least what the, the media put out, and we all know how well the media lies and misconstrues everything. And from what I looked into on Kyle Rittenhouse, yeah, he was a certified bootlicker. He was a statist. Oh, yeah. He was... He was he was being groomed to be pretty much the next knee on the neck of somebody. Yep. However, I'm not saying his intentions were bad. I will say, had it, I feel like if it were me, if it were you, if it was a community that I knew of, or if, even if it was a community that I didn't know of but I was close to, if that community needed protection, I'm going to be out there in the with the same firearm doing the same thing, trying to make sure that innocent people are not getting hurt and stuff like that. Now, if you rewind to when all this shit went down, everyone immediately said, Kyle chased the people down 
and then turn then he acted quote unquote as the victim ran and then turned and fired on him that's not what happened as right. we've all as we've all seen today it happened in court which i don't under, i don't see the trial going on any further the guy pretty much said i rose i rose my gun to Kyle put my hands down and then i was fired upon and i want to say that was the guy that got his 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 forearm blown off yep yeah and in which the and i want to say the guy because he killed what uh or he yeah he killed what two two people correct because there was three people involved in it yeah in, in he the shot three two died um he got joseph rosenbaum uh you may remember from such quotes as shoot me inward shoot me um yeah you know you, you the famous uh convicted child predator right um which I actually think that is relevant. I used to not think that. And I'll get to that in a second. He got him four times. Um, I want to say one in the head, two upper thorax, and the third was in his pelvic gradle, but don't quote me, which meant Kyle probably just started hammering him and walked a gun up him, but I'm not sure. And the, the thing with the video of that, it's not really clear to me. I mean, we know he was hit four times. Kyle had mm -hmm. to fire at least four. Um, unless he got like a sick bank shot off a parked car or something and it came back, but I doubt it because... You know, this is real life and the laws of physics apply. But um, so he got him four times, one of which entered the head. Uh, and another thing, remember when I mentioned uh, like how headshots are not always incapacitators and stuff like mm -hmm. that? The dude is still trying to talk and like get like, no, he's done. This guy's not a combatant anymore. He is a like a fish like flopping on the deck. He is donezo. But he's still like trying to move. He's still animate or ambulatory. He's still trying to speak. He's just he can't. And he died within a few minutes. When you see uh, all the, that crowd of people, there's a video you can see a cr the crowd of people trying to help him, gets him up and carries him, like crowd surfs him to the ER across the street. He died while they were carrying him, which is another thing. Do not attempt to transport a casualty that way. Find something, a two by four might even, well, I prefer like a like a two by six to have a little more. Anyway, um, a board will work as a stretcher. Don't crowd surf casualties, please, especially with head injuries. They will... They will pass away. Um, so it, I think um, the next guy was Anthony Huber, who hit him with a skateboard. And uh, mm -hmm. we see that uh, we see that several times from like two different angles where he uh, like overhand swings his skateboard. He does what's called a truck slap. And if you were also a juvenile delinquent, you will be familiar with the technique where you basically, yes, you use the, the skateboard as a kind of awkwardly shaped, uh, like kind of flimsier mace. You could easily kill someone with a truck slap. That's actually severe injuries, if not deaths from people being hit with skateboards are very commonplace. Um, Especially if you hit like right around in, in everyone knows if you hit the temple just right. Yeah. Lights out. It's done. And yep. those trucks, they're solid and enough force behind them. I mean, we. I'm not proud of it. I mean, but like when you're in a situation, yeah, you swing your skateboard to, to create distance. It's like it's yeah. a melee weapon. Yeah. And it's a damn good one. In all honesty, exactly. I mean, it's a little wide. I don't like the, all the air resistance on a skateboard. But uh, from years of experience beating my brothers with one and having the same done unto me, um, skateboard could fuck you bad. Like you, a skateboard is absolutely a lethal weapon if applied in the right way. This isn't, mm -hmm. you know, like a grown 200 pound man can stand on this and do all kinds of tricks and shit. Um, so when I say it's flimsy, yeah, you could break one, but like, it's not going to snap when it hits someone's fucking head, right? A 200 pound grown man can jump this thing 30 feet 
down a fucking stairwell and land on one of the trucks and it doesn't even hurt it. Yeah. Like, like maybe not everyone here grew up in the same kind of time we did when skateboarding was super popular. And like, you know, I grew up like the pre, like before smartphones were around, but like not a lot of people had them. So you had to actually go outside and do shit. And a lot of what we, you know, we'd go skate around town and bomb hills and shit. What I'm getting at is you could absolutely shit on someone's day with a skateboard. So this argument that it wasn't justified to shoot him, but it was just a skateboard. It, that's a, it's a fucking club, dude. It's a black. But not, jack. Even, but not even that. It, 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 had it been, I might be inclined to even lean like to, to agree with that for the, if, if it had only been the one person, it mm-hmm. was three on one. Yep. The numbers thing. It, uh, yeah. That, that, that plays a whole other factor. If it's three on one. Yeah. I'm automatically going to fear for my life, especially in the situation when the, the threat level is already heightened. I'm getting hit with a skateboard. I The other person it obviously has a fucking firearm. And I don't know what the other per, what the other person had, but it does at that point, it, to me, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It, it, my, it, it, you go into fight or flight mode. And I, I think- I'm, I'm going to I'm fight my way out of that as best I can. So There are limited cases... Very, very rare, uh, extreme circumstances, and I'm going to bother chasing someone. Um, if I'm ever, you know, I happen to see someone grab a kid, right, and it's it's pretty apparent this person is not like a parent or guardian or a family member, that I might chase you then. If you were to grab someone's weapon off their hip and run down the road with it, then you're probably getting fucking shot, in all honesty. But, like, yeah, that's two examples of when the extremely rare almost never happens. One in a million circumstances in which I would chase someone else. If we yeah. have, we have drama, there's some shoving, some harsh words, maybe a punch or two thrown. You turn around and run off. See ya, you know, Dunzo. Yeah. I'm, um, I have no desire to go after you. And I think there were enough people there. Someone should have maybe piped up and said, Hey, that dude's got an assault rifle there. You know, there were not mine. I don't, I, I mean, I, I call it an assault rifle as a joke, you know, like, but, um, like, hey, this dude's got a fucking AR, and we're bare-fisted. We've got, like, one handgun, a skateboard, and good intentions. Let's let this go and, like, fight another day, right? Like, let's let's fuck with him on Facebook or something. Let's get him fired. That might have been a yeah. better idea if you were just mad at this guy. And I feel like this was done out of anger. This kid's running away. And you remember the dude in the white shirt who, like, jumps and tries to – the weakest fucking right hook I've ever seen in the back of his head. Um, you know, like, what the fuck was that going to accomplish? Okay, maybe you knock him out, and then what? But more than likely, you knock him down, which is what... Not He didn't... I don't think that knocked him down. I think it disoriented him enough to trip over his shit kickers he had on. Mm. And he fucking rolls over and just bop, bop, you know, drops two more motherfuckers. Let the guy go, and there's two more people. There's one guy that would still have most of his right arm, and another dude that might be alive, right? And I know... I Believe me, I know as well as anyone, it is difficult to make these decisions in, in the spur of the moment when your blood's up and the crowd mentality is kind of... I, I Believe me, I get it. But I think maybe if we have this conversation and someone sees it, and then maybe three or four years from now, they're in the same situation, and they think about this and say, wait a minute, remember those guys that were like, hey, this was a bad move? Let's not repeat that. Let's not do that. And then I can go home to my family regardless of who I am, I, I, I can go home and I can continue living. Right. So like you could, you could still be out in the, that protest manner and still be pissed off sure. and still, and still fight for the cause. Yeah. Which, and I'm not, I don't, and I, I don't know if Kyle believe was believe that there was injustices going on, 
I know he does didn't. It, from what I'm gathering, he didn't necessarily believe that burning down, tearing down um, properties that had zero to do with the injustice. It was just, it, it was, people were pissed off and I get it. I'm not saying don't destroy, don't let your anger out. Don't um, uh, do anything that, don't sit back and just let it all happen. For sure. Give me two minutes. I'll be right back. Oh, you're good. While we wait, uh, we're go- I'm going to go ahead and just uh, pop some banners up real quick. Um, here in the state of Oklahoma, I know a lot of people uh, don't agree with the whole voting thing. Uh, we do have a chance to have a libertarian governor uh, next year. Uh, it's Natalie Bruno. Uh, I couple weekends ago i spent the weekend with her campaign crew and did a couple events with them i got to know them a little bit better i got to know her a little bit better she is a phenomenal candidate she's a phenomenal person she is actively involved in the community she's a hell of a lot better than what we have right now in the state of oklahoma uh her values are solid uh my thing again i i just said she's heavily involved in the community. So if you've not yet checked out, even if you're not in the state of Oklahoma, please go check out at like nataliebruno.com. Donate if you can. Uh, if not, just help spread the word, uh, share her page, let people know. Uh, I mean, this is one of the, maybe the second podcast uh, network that I know that endorses Natalie Bruno. The other one would be Muddy Waters, I believe. Maybe it might be just us, but our network, okay. the Sorry, better one, I, just so we're clear. How unprofessional of me to have bodily functions. Um, I know you should have just pissed on the floor. Right. How dare I mean, you? the fucking husky does it. I, well, you got established dominance. Dude, I can't. She's so sneaky. I can't catch her. Like, I've rubbed her nose in it like two or three times. I've like, gotten onto her like a puppy. But she, she'll just like, I'll, I'll turn around. She's like walking away from a puddle. She's quiet about it. It's like she knows what she's doing. But... I agree that, and and I feel like this is an obvious thing, and I hate when I bring this up and some of the more left-leaning guys will be like, oh, you shouldn't tell me how to, you know, how to, don't police my activism. Don't tell me how to protest. Well, okay, you're affecting people that have nothing to do with the problem. All you're doing is making enemies and like negatively affecting lives without reason. Um, So that car dealership they burned. Um, a lot of people think, oh, that's a sketchy buy here, pay here that takes advantage of its community. And that may be true. I don't know anything about this car dealership other than I watched it burn fucking down one day. Do you understand why used car dealerships are so prevalent in underprivileged, low-income areas? Because these people can't afford to go and finance a brand new fucking minivan at the fucking Dodge dealership. They have to buy used. They need mm-hmm. to buy used. And they have to get something that they can afford to get their families around, take the kids to school, go to work. They need places like this. And okay, well, the, the shop owner is okay because his insurance covered it, but what about the mom of four that was going to go buy that Dodge Caravan they had up there that she could afford and now has to go elsewhere and spend more time, right? Um, because the car that she originally had is already broken down. Yeah, exactly. Um, the church that was behind it, this I think this was the night before the Rittenhouse shootings, actually. Um, you know, I, I'm one of these guys that's... Uh, I look at the international law of armed conflict as a guideline. I don't want to even get into that. I think we talked about that last time. I don't touch uh, religious buildings, so mosques, synagogues, churches, uh, shrines, temples, 
off fucking limits. I don't stage in them. I don't, uh, well, for disaster relief, I will. That's different. But like, in, I don't, I don't stage in them. I don't go near them. I don't, because I don't want to jeopardize that place. Um, you know, people have the right, you, part of the first minute, you have the right to freedom of religion. I am not going to negatively affect the place that you practice that because for yeah. one, I gain nothing. And for two, you know, but the, I guess the question is, do the people that are doing these things give a shit? Well, obviously not. Um, so, you know, I can't, I can understand spray painting the courthouse. I understand throwing bricks. You have every right to have physical beef with the state, with your, with your government. You have every right to have problems with them and go get in a fight with them. That's the foundation this country was built on. Mm -hmm. But uh, your neighbor, you know, who uh, the nice old man that runs the fucking uh, flower shop and lives in an apartment above it. Why are you fucking burning his house down with him in it? What did this man do? Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, when I, so the Jacob Blake shooting, I don't want to really get into a whole lot. It bothered me when I saw it at the same time, if you were to reach into a vehicle from it's, it's the angle I think that makes it look bad. Uh, I know me wrong. I don't want the, I don't like when the state kills anyone under pretty Is much that the one where it was it when they shot him in the back in front of his kids. Yeah. Um, and then they said that, oh, he was reaching for a weapon inside the vehicle. So Maybe we could have started over here, but again, the same reason I'm saying Kyle Rittenhouse was justified. I also have to say that cop was justified because I don't care how you got in that situation. It's what you did once you were right. Mm -hmm. um, and now, obviously, I'm also considering why the police were there to begin with. Um, but I don't want to get into all that. All I'm saying is if I were talking to you, I'm just a guy and we're sitting here visiting and you get aggressive with me and you get mad at me and you turn around and reach for a weapon in your vehicle, I'm probably shooting you in the fucking back too. And that's not me defending the cops. That's saying in the same position or, well, I guess a slightly different situation because I'm not a cop. I don't enforce the will of the state at gunpoint, but I could see shooting someone in the back under some circumstances. I understand why they're upset. It looks fucking bad. It looks like they have a complete disregard for this individual's life. Um, there's always more below the surface. There is always more to the story. And that's why I try to find out as much as I can about it before I come out and talk about it. Right. Um, anyway, go ahead. Oops. Well, oh. uh, I guess really what I was going to get as the, uh, the guy that was on the, the stand today during the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, when mm -hmm. he admitted that he rose his gun, that is why I have always told people, if you raise your gun to anybody, you better be raising it to pull the fucking trigger. Yes. And not do not raise your gun to intimidate somebody. You raise your gun, have the full intent that you are going to pull the trigger and finish the action. Because if you don't, you put yourself in the situation that like the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I'm not saying you will become the next Kyle Rittenhouse. No. No. What I'm saying is, if it were me and someone raised their gun at me and as soon as if they don't pull the trigger at the moment they put their gun down, I'm firing that, that I, because I don't know if they're going to raise it again and yep. actually fulfill what, what they were trying to accomplish by intimidating me. No, I'm going, if, if you don't pull that trigger, I'm pulling mine, I'm firing. So tell me about the, uh, tell me about the deadly force triangle. You're familiar with that? The Deadly Force Triangle. Why do I feel like I should know that or I've actually heard it? Uh, so the Deadly Force Triangle is when three conditions are met. This is when you get to kill someone. Uh, so this is intent, 
opportunity and capability. So like right now, Nick, I just want to kill you. I'm, I'm going to come, I'm going to come get you, bud, but I'm not physically there. Right. Right. I can't, so that's intent. I right. I have intent. I have capability. I don't have the opportunity because I'm in Montana and you're in Oklahoma. Right. Um, now maybe this is more about things that are actually in person and no, Nick, I don't want to kill you. I love you very much. But, um, so if I'm sitting on the sidewalk during all this unrest and I have my rifle right here and I'm just kind of hanging out, smoking some ciggies and having a, having a Coke or whatever, um, I have the capability. I have the opportunity if you're walking by me to kill you right now, mm -hmm. but I have, I expressed the intent. You have any reason to believe that I intend to harm you. So if I'm sitting here and I'm doing this at you, right? I have my weapon on my shoulder and it's pointed at you. Or if I say, I'm going to fucking murder you. Then I have met the deadly force continuum and you can blow my fucking head off to your heart's content in most places. But this is generally a guideline that you'll see uh, in at least places with some sort of castle doctrine to justify killing someone. Um, mm -hmm. What's more, people in places where there is a duty to retreat, uh, a lot of times if the aggressor has a firearm, right, I am not going to outrun bullets. Okay? No. I'm not Flash Gordon. It's not going to happen. So I don't really have the capability to retreat and guarantee my safety because he could, again, shoot me in the fucking back. Um, in this case, Kyle's attempting to retreat, which I don't even, I don't think there is a duty to retreat in Wyoming, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, I should know that. Can't believe I called it Wyoming. I look super bad about that right now. Anyway, I don't give a fuck. Um, so there, there is not, to my knowledge, a duty to retreat in Wisconsin. Do you guys have a stand, uh, stand your ground? Clause? Oh hell yes, we do. I can shoot anyone here for a for a forcible felony. So okay. technically, if I came across like somebody getting handsy with a coworker and like grabbing some tatas, that's forceful. That's a felony. Stand the fuck by. <laughs> but you know, like I um. So we have we're a castle doctrine state here. Um, I think Wisconsin may not be a castle doctrine state in name, but I don't believe there's a duty to retreat. Um. And even if there was, Kyle fulfilled that. He was attempting to leave. He was running away. He's trying to escape from you, and you're coming after him. Um, Not only that, when he was running, he had his rifle in the down position. Like, he didn't yeah. have it aiming at anybody. It was down. You're right. He was in, he was in the de the defensive motion. I don't know if that's actually the correct term, but to me, I mean, he was, he was, like you said, he was retreating. He wasn't turning around firing shots until he was knocked down. Like you've already said, he was knocked down, and then – he opened fire who else wouldn't have done the same shit yeah um if i ended up in his situation i think about this a lot what if it were me and that's what i think everyone should be asking themselves if i were in his shoes right what if it were mm -hmm. me whether you think he was justified or not what would i do and if we ask ourselves that question and we come up with a an answer that we find satisfactory more than likely we're going to survive um you've got a lot better chance of surviving something like this uh if you can put yourself in his position and you can ask yourself, what would I have done? Um, I'll tell you right now. You tell me, I'm going to kill you. You try to incite me to shoot you. Um, and then a few minutes later, you ambush me in the dark with a mask on. And you try to grab my weapon. I'm going to fucking donkey kick the shit out of you. And I'm going to dump half a mag for your fucking dome piece. And that's not me trying to sound like a tough guy. I'm going to kick you off of my body. And then I'm going to shoot the fuck out of you. Because I don't know if, you if you're armed. I don't know. You've already attempted to arm yourself with my gun. Mm -hmm. I am not going to do this with you. We're not going to roll in the dirt. I'm not I'm not James Bond at the end of the movie. I'm going to throw my gun down. We're going to handle this like men. No, 
you're going in a rectangle and I'm going home. I'm going to the house. You're going to the fucking master's table. So, I mean, I can't say good. Oh, no. That, and I, I actually completely forgot about that. I forgot that when they knocked him down, they were trying to take his rifle and use it on him. Yeah. And, I'm, and it still baffles me that people are so – they're they're like – they're uh they're hoping for his uh conviction i'm like he didn't fire one shot going in there the only time he openly fired was when he was attacked for sure well he would he he fully intended on going in there and killing people so okay all right here we'll, we'll play devil's advocate let's say that's even the fucking cause let's say like he he woke up he saw what was going on now he's like you know what ma i'm gonna i'm going i'm going in zero Bravo six going fucking dark. Yep. Walks in and he kills those people. Who's to say the people, the three people that attacked him didn't have the same, uh, intent. Apparently they, I mean, one other guy showed up with a handgun. How do we know that his, his intent was not to fucking, uh, kill anybody. They were obviously, uh, some of them were there to obviously destroy property. A lot of them were upset. Again, you can be anywhere you want to protest. By all means, you have the right to protest. Do whatever you see fit. Leave people the fuck alone. Yeah. So, sorry, we're having technical difficulties here. Uh, no, you're good. This is a used chair. So, Rosenbaum, right? Um, I mentioned mm-hmm. him earlier. And the reason I mentioned his criminal history is it's not that Kyle had any way of knowing this guy was a convicted, violent sex offender. Mm-hmm. I think... The reason Rosenbaum did this with uh, the reason he singled Kyle out, right, is because he is young. He looks young. I think he fit the profile of his fucking victim. Like, I don't think he was going to, like, necessarily sexually assault him, because if you read the psychology behind sexual predators, it's a power thing. Right. Mm. It's like a it's a it's a control thing. So it's a dominance thing. And when he sees here's this this armed what he perceives as a, as a child that. That even that even makes it worse to him, right? Because it oh, it's trying to defend itself. That is actually how the thought process of a sex offender works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you hear that in movies, like as a joke, like, oh, I like when they fight back. Well, they fucking do. And <clears throat> so when I say this person was sick, I don't just mean he was bad. Rosenbaum was released from the hospital that same day. He he done like a four-day observation in a psych ward. Um he had a history of suicidal ideations. I am also theorizing that he may have gone here with intent to get himself killed. Like, no joke. I think he may have gone here. In so like assisted suicide in a way. Yes. Like think suicide by cop, suicide by there Kyle. I, I think he went, he knew this was going to be going on. Um, and he decided that was a good opportunity to go uh, basically force someone's hand to defend themselves against him. Um, and he found the first person that had a gun that looked like he might use it. Um, and I think it may be even better in his mind that this person was a cherubic boyish teenager who looked, you know, small and baby faced with big chubby cheeks and shit. Look like a fucking chipmunk. I think he sought him out for a reason. I think part of it was sexual gratification through a power play. And I think part of it was he picked the one person he thought he could get to fucking shoot him. Uh, and maybe, you know, the, the suicide by Kyle theory may be a bit of a reach, but I am certain that he sought him out 
and went after him specifically because you heard him talking shit to Kyle and like, shoot me, mother, you know, or oh, he didn't say motherfucker, but yeah, um, you know, I think he did that for a reason. I think it was part of his illness that makes him prey on children. Um, and again, Kyle had no way of knowing that. Kyle had no way of knowing this guy was a sexual predator. I still think it's relevant to a point uh, because it seems to me like having watched the videos, this guy went after Kyle specifically. So, I mean, that's one way to look at it. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily think about it. So that's something I can, I need to kind of stew on and kind of look more into. I mean, it's, it's, it, it seems plausible. I'm not and for anybody's watching. He's not saying like that guy knew Kyle. He didn't know that Kyle would right. show up. He just saw Kyle there, saw the saw situation present itself and possibly might be able to carry out something that he's wanted to happen for a long time. The man is not mentally stable. Obviously, medical records will show that he is a child predator, which if that's even true, which documents say he is, I don't feel sorry for him getting shot. I wouldn't have been sorry if he would have if he would have got uh, became deceased afterwards. For the same fact, if I if you if you touch children, uh, 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 um, uh natural selection is going to take court is, is going to take its course yeah, yeah. whether and, it be uh, whether it be someone with a gun whether it be from an animal i don't give two fucks it's it the time will come if because i don't rely on the state to carry out what needs to happen to you yep. society will carry out what needs to happen to you if i were to people joke about doing this if i were to print out like a list of uh registered sex offenders uh and I went down that list, just knocking these guys off. So do I think that would be justified? And I don't mean sex offender like a 19-year-old dating a 17-year-old, right? I don't mean sex offender like he got caught peeing in the park once. I mean like... No, we're talking about actual, sexually assaulting... Yeah, a predator. Yes. Do I think I would be morally justified uh, in doing so? Sure. Legally, not a fucking chance. And I'm a lot more concerned with the morality of it than I am mm-hmm. the law. Uh Laws change. A law is words written on paper. Dueling in the grand eye of history was not illegal that long ago. I could legally go kill someone as long as they consented to it. So, you know, it it bugs me in a way. Another angle I have is that it it bothers me that people are talking about Rosenbaum, who, you know, I have every reason to believe was a child predator. I mean, the guy did 10 years. And, you know, again, not trusting the state's word, but... I, I find it unlikely you did this much time in jail for this on hearsay. You know, and that does happen. Guys get wrongfully convicted all the time of, of sex crimes. But um, in his case, I do believe he was a sexual criminal. And um, anyway, what I mean is, you know, fuck, where was I going with that? Sorry. I'm not no, as good, good as I was last time. But. I think um, it's not like Kyle knew that, you know, he didn't single this guy out. You know, uh, I, I highly doubt Kyle was looking at the sex offender registry and go, thinking about, oh, I'm going to oh, I hope this guy's there. Um, yeah. But w- m- what I was going to ask, OK. OK, let me. Sorry. <sighs> Since I also consider myself part of like the police reform movement, right? Mm-hmm. How far do we want to go with claiming this guy? 
Think about claiming how that makes no claiming uh Joseph Rosenbaum because oh. all of these people put up like memorials for him and everything. It's one thing when this person you know, okay, if, if let's say this was just a random guy and Kyle actually did just randomly shoot this dude, he'd never say boo to a goose. That'd be one thing. But let's say, uh, how does it look that people in this movement are mourning him or at least appearing to when this guy is a convicted sexual criminal? That's not a good look for one. Um, I don't really believe he was actually an activist. I think he was a sick person that saw an opportunity um, and took it. And we see that a lot, too, where opportunists, people are like, man, it'd be fun to go tear some shit up. Let me use this protest as cover to do that. I think that's why most of the looting and shit happens to begin with. Yeah. But it's, it's not a good look to say, hey, you know, rest in peace, Joseph Rosenbaum. Anthony Huber, maybe. He wasn't a sex criminal, to my knowledge. Yeah, I think he had some domestics. That he had been convicted of, but like, you know, Rosenbaum was a piece of shit. How does it make us look in the eyes of the public if we're saying, yeah, defund the police, remember Joseph Rosenbaum? The dude was a fucking animal, you know? So Yeah, you lose your whole you lose pretty much all your credibility when you when you throw in a it's pretty much hypocritical, I guess, would would and that, and that, that's a that's a horrible term. Um I can't necessarily think of the term, but you can't put two opposites in there like that. That's like perfect example. Back the blue, don't tread on me. Back the blue, they, you can't. Those two do not correlate. It doesn't happen. You exactly. cannot say def, uh, you can't be for. And when now, when you said movement, I'm assuming you mean the liberty movement. Yes. Well. I mean, more so the police reformation movement, you know, defunding the police, abolishing the police. Got you. But, Got right? you. I know you and I are both in agreement with that, at least, in some way. Um, yeah. We both have what many people would consider to be anti-cop beliefs, which I'm not anti-individual, I'm anti-institution. But when I say, yeah, you don't need a, a $200,000 MRAP and $40,000 NVGs to, you know, keep the peace, Right. When I say, hey, the militarization of the police is a bad thing, people look at me just like the people holding signs with 1312 and A cab on them. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't bother me at all. But when the people holding signs saying 1312 and A cab on them start publicly sympathizing with and mourning a convicted sexual predator, that makes me look bad. And that's when I have a problem with it. That makes guys like us look bad because then someone's going to say, aren't you the guys that were defending that Rosenbaum yep. jackass? And then I'm going to have to say yep. no. I'm glad he's fucking dead, which is why I put that on Facebook the other day. I am glad Joseph Rosenbaum is fucking dead. The world is a better fucking place, and I'm. I, it could not have happened any later or any sooner. It could not have happened sooner. Um, Trust me. And not I only that, I... yeah. So if you're Joseph Rosenbaum's family, go fuck yourself. No, but like, and another thing, where were they? This guy's a sick person. He's homeless, suicidal, and you all come out and say you love him so much on social media. Oh, my cousin was such a great guy. Where the fuck were you? I, okay, if you have small kids in the house, I get that. But, like, why didn't you let him? Could he sleep in the basement? Maybe you could drive him to an appointment, make sure he's got his medicine. You know, maybe stop him from committing sex crimes. I don't know. If you love him so much, why didn't you take care of him? Anyway. Help him get help. Something. Yeah. So. But, no, I mean, I get it. Because, like, I'm for – I'm all for the police reform, the whole defund the police. It, I just put that in the whole spectrum mm -hmm. because it's a whole big generalization. Yeah. Um, 
but then when I say stuff like that, I get people agreeing with me and they're the whole a cab and the, and the shit like that. And then you get the same people that are like, Oh, well, uh, fuck. I, I lost my track. Ah, there we, I'm back at it. <laughs> Easy. Are you are you are you the fourth Boondock Saint? Yeah, I'm. A, oh, okay, I'm the cousin that's from like like from the Boondocks. <laughs> You're the Boondock Saint. Yes, but um, um, no, it's like okay, so you get the people that are saying defund the police, I'll a cap this, uh, uh, fuck twelve, blah 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 blah, and then like, and I and I don't want to I don't want to get on a tangent of uh of another topic. I want to stay on this topic, but. It like when the Capitol Police shot the fucking lady at uh, during the 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 insurrection uh, at the Capitol. They praised that cop like they're like, oh, thank you for those people need to be arrested. Like, oh, hold on, mm-hmm. so you, you want to defund the police, but when it's your opposing side, it's oh, cops, yeah, go, cops, good, cops, we need no fuck you. You don't have any fucking principles. You yep. you're you have no fucking backbone. All you're doing is following the fucking whatever the fucking media is telling you part of the video they showed in court today for Rittenhouse was uh-huh. someone explaining it was this dude arguing with the militia dudes like oh we don't want them defund we don't want them abolished yet we're just defunding them now so what you're saying to me is without even realizing it this is some caboose level shit <clears throat> what you're saying to me is i can still use them i can still use state sanctioned violence as a weapon for my own my own like personal goals right um you're okay with the cops when they're doing what you want, when they're going after your right. political opposition. But anytime anything else happens, it's, oh, yeah, fuck 12, ACAB, unless they're doing what I want them to. You know, the, you're right. They have no principles. They have no principles. They, they, it's, and it's fucking, I am, I am suffering secondhand embarrassment for whoever said that. Like, do you want, okay, do you want, state-sanctioned violence do you want the state to be able to kill you whenever they decide or do you not there is no in between there's no let's dial it down a little bit by taking their money away that doesn't work that is ineffective there's yes or no and these fucking idiots like dude do you get all of your ideology from twitter you know what if i got all my ideology from 4chan i would be a fucking asshole i would not be worth shit like (laughs) I'm not saying read a book. I'm not saying, oh, you should read more theory. I'm saying you should be true to your fucking principles. Like establish actual, you know, some sense of moral code here and maybe try to stick to that. Yeah. Like, like literally all, all people are asking. And when I say people, it's people like you and I think for yourself, quit following the fucking crowd. Just because it's a cool fucking hashtag or it's a, it's a cool fucking meme. So, Oh yeah, the, if I share it, I'm part of it. No, yeah, Act, actually, break yourself away from the stigma and become your own. Like, form your own beliefs. Like, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna ruffle a couple feathers. You're gonna piss off a lot of people, whether it be friends or family. I can fully contest. I've lost a lot yeah. of friends. I've, I, I mean, I've rubbed people, rubbed people the wrong way. At, I'm sure you have too. Oh yeah. Then, I mean, but but that is part of it. I would rather do that then sit there and be comfortable with people who are okay with a lot of the shit that's going on I, like I, i'm not okay with a lot of the shit that's going on so yeah i'm gonna voice my opinion i'm not here i'm not gonna be here forever so but i mean 
I'm going to voice my opinion. I'm going to be getting out. I'm going to be active about it. Like I'm, I want shit to change and by any means necessary within legal reasons, mm-hmm. I'm going to accomplish that the be- to the best of my ability. And that, I mean, and, and people can look at me, oh, and my favorite part is when I get, when I get on that soapbox and I tell people that, well, you're just a, uh, you're leaning more right. I'm like, I don't even side with the right. Well, you're, you're like a, you're like a, a, a far right alt. I'm like, at this point, you're just making up terms and words mm-hmm. just to, to, to try and fit your narrative because you already know that I'm going to embarrass the piss out of you because you're a dumb motherfucker for one. And like, I, I you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to put personal stuff out there because I, one, they don't watch this podcast too. It, it, it would be pointless in three. I don't want to be that person. I'm not going to stoop down to that level, but oh, yeah. it's, it, it, it astounds me. It's just like people that listen to fucking rage against the machine. And now the fucking it's, it's, uh, strength in the machine. Mm-hmm. Rage on behalf. Rage, yeah, rage on machine. behalf of the machine. Yeah. I dude, I've lost a lot of friends. I think we talked about this last time. Um, there were guys I was in diapers with that don't talk to me anymore. You know, like our moms were friends. They fucking like went to the same day. Other dudes, uh, some of my best fucking friends in the world, a group of guys in North Louisiana who like we did. We used to do like airsoft and shit together when we were in like middle school, you know, right. and these dudes fucking 11, 12 years. And then uh, I went to Austin and stood on my principles and they just fucking you're a dirty fucking commie. Don't ever talk to me again. It's like, you know, that's not fucking true about me, dude. I'm the same guy I've been our, our, our entire lives. Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've changed for the better, you know. Yeah. But I'm not like I'm. I didn't just decide I was. I, I'm not a communist. I don't. This has nothing to do with my own political beliefs here. Not really. Um, it's it's everything to do with looking myself in the fucking eye in the morning when I get up and go brush my teeth and get ready for the day. I can look myself in the fucking face and I'm not fucking ashamed. And that's that's yeah. worth more to me. That's frankly worth more to me than their friendships, especially if they're gonna ditch me the first time I do something. They perceive me doing something they don't fucking agree with. I'm not out rioting. I'm not busting windows and stealing shit. You know, what the fuck? Like, why do you think I saw someone had said that I had, I had shot someone in Austin and I had been, I, I, like I had threatened to bomb a Navy yard. And I was like, where the fuck are you getting this shit at dude? Yeah. I know he spent no less than six months in the brig. I've never been to the brig in my fucking life. And this all was shit. People started just pulling out of their ass after I, I ended up on the news a couple times. And it's like, dude, I never, no one died in, like, we, not when I was there, no one fucking died in Austin. I didn't shoot someone. And he was telling people I was in jail for murder and everything. Like, dude, and then the guy asked him, wait, no, he's, like, home right now. The guy this conversation was being had with, who sent me these screenshots, he's like, no, dude, he's, like, at the house right now. I just talked to him. He's he's just chilling at home, playing some Xbox. And he was like, oh, well, he must be out on bond. So you think that I, oh, and then I was running meth and guns to the cartel to arm looters uh, somehow. Um, that's a perfect Hollywood. I, that's a good Hollywood movie. I thought this. Yeah, I thought I was reading someone's like screenplay they wrote and were like trying to get like a production company to pick up. And it was like, so I did all this shit, trafficking drugs and guns and contributing to like all this bad shit. And I killed someone and all this. And they just let me go on bond. Like I somehow made the millions of dollars of bail that would have been. Are you fucking kidding me? This is ridiculous. And. That's that's the game that we run for doing the right thing and standing on principles. Is like people saying nasty shit about me like that. Anyone could see that, and you know what? They could fucking believe it. That could fuck up getting a job. That that has fucked up personal relationships. Um, you know, 
I absolutely agree with you, four six. I absolutely I love hearing that shit because it's the one like thing that keeps me going here. Uh, real I, I real quick, you, you you're about to lose a lot of credibility because the real crime here. Uh, you did eat someone's last hot pocket. Well, I mean, shame on you. you shame on you. If you threw if you threw meat in front of a dog and he ate it, that's so fucked up. That's like the darkest fucking thing I've ever said. Here, bud. Hold on. Fucking. Here, it's a Philly. It's the Philly cheesesteak one too. This is for you. I'll mail it first class. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me go slap a shipping label on that bad boy. Just send it. Oh fuck. Fuck, we've been at this for almost an hour and a half. We're all hour and seventeen. Uh, I mean, we're still we still got ten viewers. I mean, we can keep going for a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm down. But uh, like you said, like what what it comes boils down to is that I can look at myself in the mirror, and I'd rather know that I'm proud of myself and content with myself with my choices, opposed to conforming to some kind of false narrative. That is causing more disruption and um, hurt to my my brothers and sisters across the country. And that's another thing. It it, it blows my mind. Like some people, they they feel like they sit on their fucking high horse. Like they have the moral high ground. I'm like, no, you don't. I... You think you do, but you don't. Like you, all your, you have no, you have again. Like we just said, you have no spine. You have no principle. If you were put into a room full of people with different, like different viewpoints, or people that were actually critical thinkers or free thinkers, you would fold like a fucking chair. Mm-hmm. A mark of uh, sociopaths is that when uh, when bad news is broken to a group of people they will refrain from commenting or reacting until they see how the majority of the group is responding. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then they will basically act out aligning with that response. So if, uh, you know, if I came in and said, Hey guys, you know, the Cubs game got canceled. uh, So, you know, and they're going to refund us our tickets and then everyone's like, Oh, well, you know, that sucks, but no big deal. Sociopath will wait a few minutes and he'll decide, uh, you know, okay, yeah, I'll go ahead and, oh, man, that sucks, right? Um, but if I came in and I said, yo, guys, uh, my brother died, like, I got to go, and everyone's, like, crying and everything, he'll give it a few to, to gauge their reaction, and then he'll just start fucking losing it. Um, and I think what we're looking at in a way with a lot of this, this whole fucking picture is people suffering from some form of onset mass sociopathy, right? Mm-hmm. Because they just wait a little bit to determine how should I feel about this? You know, um, how can we make this, how can I make this useful for me? How can I manipulate the public into doing what I want them to? Um, and you know what, man, I don't even own it. We're fucking, we've been guilty of that shit in the past too. A lot of guys, yeah. you know, I'm in the, I'm in the fucking, the humanitarian shit. Cause to me, it's all a humanitarian mission, right? Um, I'm in the humanitarian shit because it's the right thing to do. But there are some people who show up just so, the public can see the boog and be like, oh, yeah, they're good guys. That's absolutely necessary, right? That is absolutely necessary that that happens. However, that is not the main reason I'm here. I'm here doing it because it's the right thing to do, doing it out of love for my fellow man. And I think a lot of times these political movements, these kind of more 
what what the news may call radical that have popped up in the last five, 10 years, they suffer from sociopathy on a mass scale. Um, not that these people are sociopaths, but the way they respond as a group, right, is mm-hmm. the same thought process of a sociopath. So the hive mind is real. There we go. No, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. It's That's why, like, I I kind of dial it back a little bit just for the fact that I don't, I don't want to deal with the, idi- the idiocy mm-hmm. through social – because I still use social media. Yeah, I'm not right. – I mean, I'm a – I'm a fucking human being in fucking 2021. Um, so there's a lot of things like I stay reserved on. Like I keep a lot of my comments to myself just for the fact that it's, I don't see a point to it. I don't see a point in getting to the arguments, the the debates. Now, and don't get me wrong, I'll debate anybody. I might mm-hmm. lose, but it, 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 for the fact that if you want to debate, by all means, let me know. We'll debate. If you can be civil though, that's going to be the key though. If you can be a human being and respect my viewpoints and vice yep. versa, Without and you attack my argument, you do not attack the person because a lot of people to this day do not understand. They will attack the person for their beliefs. They will not. They can't discredit anything else. Oh well. Oh, you believe that? Oh well, that's why one foot of you have one foot bigger than the other fucking foot. You fucking fat foot. I mean, okay. But I'm also not. I don't do it in a serious debate. I do it when like I'm. I don't really care about the argument or if I just want to fuck with the other person. Yeah. Um, I also, I don't know, dude, there are times I'll just, someone wants to argue, I'll just be like, no, I'm not, Yeah. because I don't, I don't have it in me. It's like, hey man, I've got a whole life that doesn't involve this fucking group chat or this Twitter thread, and I need that fucking energy for that shit. I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen today. And, yeah, because uh, there's been some stuff I've shared too, and there's people that I know for a fact, as soon as I see that their name comes up from a notification, uh, so-and-so commented on your, uh, on your post or your tweet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, as soon as I see the name and I see their comment and they've gone in and they're already immediately trying to attack me, I'll, all I'm going to tell them, cool. I, yeah. I look, you've already, you've already made it clear that this is, this can't go nowhere. You're not going to learn anything. I'm not going to, I obviously already t- tuned you out. I no longer have a, to listen to you. I don't, I don't, I have no <laughs> desire to, you, you, you serve, you serve no purpose. Oh, your AirPods die. All right, we good? Yeah, you're good. Um, Mazla Mazla, is it? Is that a? Is that an L? Yeah, it's an L, I think. Are you willing to lose? Are you willing? I'm guessing that's. Are you willing to lose your job due to your views? Um, I can't. First of all, hello. Uh-oh. Can the chat hear me? Wait. Go ahead. Can um, you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's... I don't have my AirPods anymore. They they started to fucking die. Mm-hmm. So you want to you keep it going, or... Uh, will technical difficulties be the end of the festivities tonight? Yeah, I think we're almost at an hour and a half. I think we could probably just yep. go ahead and, but we'll save all the rest of this for uh, another time. It was for sure. But uh, go ahead and plug any any and everything that 
you want, since you're apparently back on TikTok and getting more active on social media, go ahead and plug whatever you want to. So I am on TikTok at High Power Ken, and that is spelled H I P O E R K E N. So I'm going to, it looks like this. High Power Ken on TikTok. Uh, and then I'm also on Twitch at KOLT 1911.45. And I am also going to take a class on handwriting soon at the elementary school. But um kidding. I don't I don't write. It had a monkey do that for me. But so that's the only social media I really use right now. Follow me on TikTok, please. And if you came here from TikTok, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, buddy. Well, I'm going to go ahead and drop you out. I'll get back in touch with you either later tonight or tomorrow. Appreciate you coming on, man. I love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I love you too. Later days, brother. All right. So this is probably my longest show so far. Uh, I want to say thank you everyone for tuning in tonight. Uh, I know my beard looks a little bit fucked off, but haircut coming soon. Uh, If you ever want to reach out to me, please uh, look up me, look me up on uh, the Redacted Okie. It'll be under the Oklahoma on Twitter. Uh, you can see some of my posts on the Not a Real Libertarian podcast uh, page, the Not a Real Libertarian page. Uh, you can find me probably on Facebook. Uh, it's it's not gonna be hard to find me. Uh, please go check out Redemption Tactical. For all your tactical needs, uh, please go check out electnaliebruno.com. Donate if you can. If not, just share her information. Some people may not know about her. Some people may want to donate to her. You'd be helping Oklahoma out, and me being in Oklahoma, the Oklahoma needs you. Check out the Not A Real Podcast for all your Not A Real Podcast needs. I've dropped the ball. Uh, I have not given my bio nor picture to join that yet. I know I'm I need to do my homework. Um, but no, in closing, uh, all I can ask for you guys to do is to keep pushing Liberty, man. Uh, Cause if you don't push it, you're going to lose it. Uh, that's not a virginity joke, uh, <laughs> but take it as you will, but no, please push Liberty, help one another, love one another. Uh, this world's getting darker and darker by the day. Um, you're really your fellow man, your fellow woman brothers your fellow brother and sisters across the nation are needing you whether they be on opposing beliefs uh political non-political uh educate them give them information whether i mean we're in we're in the, the age where propaganda is uh brainwashing more hardcore than it ever has uh there's a lot of misinformation and not because of the little bar that pops up on facebook uh with stuff that actually has some truth to it it's the stuff that they are pushing on on us, whether it be through medical, through uh, business, economics, everything. Uh, it's we need to wake people up. But until next Monday at six 
please tune in. Uh, I will catch you guys next Monday, though. So later days. Love y'all. Take it easy. <laughs>